This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. Uh, and I'm the other host, Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? Not a whole lot. I feel like somebody shot me in the chest. Yeah, well, what's wrong with you? You look at, like paler than usual. The, the rings under your eyes are like a darker shade of black. Like, what's going on here? I have no idea. I haven't been to a doctor, so I feel like I either broke a rib, which I didn't fall over or anything. So I don't... Did you get your ass kicked recently? Not sober enough to remember. Or I'm thinking maybe I have a big lung tumor from smoking, or perhaps I have super TB. You know, you probably do have TB, because it's going around right now on the airlines. I know. Well, so I feel like this is a, I mean, I feel like how I just described, and the, the upshot of that is I can't take a really deep breath. So if I try and say a really long sentence, I start to sound like steel from Brum the Bill. I mean, are you just losing breath? Yeah, because I, if I take a deep breath, like if I sneezed or had to yawn right now, I would probably pass out from the pain. Because it's when I take a really deep breath and like my chest expands. That's when it hurts. Yeah, I'm gonna it's go just break unbearably out. painful. I'm going to go break out my SARS mask. I'll, I'll be right back. It might be a good don't idea. Cough, don't cough this way. I oh, don't, God. If I were to cough, I would just I, die. I don't want to catch your uh, gay bowel disease. Well, it's from my mouth, So, which might have been on some gay man's bowels. I but, you know, you know Wackerly, uh, your symptoms might be purely psychological because maybe you're reacting to the fact that Paris Hilton – had uh, just been released from prison, and you're so sickened by it that it's making you physically ill. I am quite enraged, I have to admit. I mean, I, I wasn't even paying attention to this story at all until I heard today that she was released from her 23-day prison sentence to her— Prematurely. Well, she spent she spent three days, but since she went in at like 11.59 on Sunday and spent a minute of Sunday, and she was released at like— you know, 12.01 today, Thursday. Uh, they're counting the Sunday and the Thursday as days, so they're saying that she was in prison for five days. She and... was in prison for like two hours. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Okay, but, for... And you know what they're doing? They're putting a, a, a bra- ankle bracelet on her, and then she has to stay at home, which she lives in a fucking mansion. Well, for all I'd our... stay at her home for the rest of my life. I don't give well, a fuck. Well, I want to preface this real quick. For all our fans that live in, like, Afghanistan or Iraq and don't have TVs <laughs> oh, they or all, the they internet. All know. They all know uh, what's going Paris on. Paris Hilton is this uh, really rich slut that um, recently, I think, uh, she was caught driving on a suspended license from her DUI, which normally, if that happened to, like, you or me or a normal person in our society, you would at least get at six months, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, and a lengthy probation term. Yes. Uh, you know, but, but uh, uh, you know, we're not fabulously wealthy. So, so Paris Hilton was sentenced to, I believe, 30 days in prison. And it was like there's a public outcry about it. I know some people were, you know, asking Arnold Schwarzenegger, the governor of California, to pardon her. Other people were like, no. no. I will not pardon her. <laughs> Other people were like, no, we got to put her away for, you know, the maximum amount of time that we can. Which I was like, you know, send that bitch to prison now. And I wanted her in the general population. Yeah, general population. Because you know they put her in like a special celebrity cell. Well, I think they have to or they'd just be rioting. And so the reason I'm disgusted by it, and I'm sure uh, you would agree with me, is they let her out because of her diet. She she didn't like the prison food. And then she was developing a rash. She was developing a rash probably from the prison jumpsuit that they gave her. Yeah, and you know – any given day in or out of prison, I have like three rashes upon my body. So if that's all you need is it for a get out of jail free card. 
I guess uh, I'm I'm set. I think she was upset because she was I don't know there just wasn't enough semen in the food. <laughs> That could have been. <laughs> I do have. I do have to give her that. She did make some really hot homemade porn tapes and but yes, distributed them to the world. But th- I do but, appreciate that. But now, you know, I don't even care, dude. The sight of her naked sickens me. It doesn't turn me on at all. Oh, I don't you've even ne- find you've her... never. You've never rubbed one out to those tapes with the night vision. Dude, I do not like even looking at her naked. If she... she was in front of me naked right now, I would probably just jerk off. I wouldn't have sex with her. <laughs> well, that's something. Yeah, I, I, you know, but she, she doesn't excite me. She does nothing for me. But anyway, they, they let the girl out. I mean, it's, it's a complete travesty of justice. They let her out, and she's in like home detention in her mansion. No, it's OJ all over again, is what it is. It's if you have enough money. I think Johnny Cochran said that the color of justice in America is green. And exactly, and they paid off the sheriff's department, and they let her out. It's a travesty of justice, and you know Al Sharpton, I heard, is upset about it. So maybe Al Sharpton can bitch loudly enough that she'll get put back in prison. He's pretty good at that, but yeah. I doubt it. Well, one person uh, who is definitely not going to be getting out of prison anytime soon, well, not alive, that is. <laughs> yeah, many people, is, uh, <laughs> but one person in, specific, in particular. One person specifically who won't be getting out of prison alive is uh, Patrick Knight. From uh, Livingston, Texas. I don't know if you heard about this, but I read about it recently, and I found it interesting enough to uh, bring it up here in Sick and Wrong. Condemned killer wants to go out with a joke. So a condemned inmate here, Patrick Knight, wants to leave them laughing. He's currently collecting jokes and will pick the funniest one for his last statement before he is set to die June 26 for shooting his neighbors to death 16 years ago outside Amarillo, Texas. Over what? Uh, what actually happened? It, it's funny that someone would actually rob their neighbors and not expect to get caught. <laughs> but this guy went. Um, hey, that's a nice new, t- new TV you have. That wait a minute, that's my TV. <laughs> well, Patrick Knight and his accomplice. I guess this happened in 1991. Uh, went next door and robbed some like retired couple. Ended up keeping them gagged and blindfolded for the night, and then the next day he drove them out to some like rural road and uh, shot them execution style and wow. threw their bodies in a ditch. Well, I guess he figured out that they would recognize the TV. Yeah, so he so he was sent to death row, and 16 years later they're finally going to execute him. And instead of um, you know giving the last statement saying you know I'm sorry for what I did and I apologize to the family and Jesus saved me, he wants to tell a joke. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate the fact that he wants to entertain the people. Well, the sheriff here, Joel Richardson, thinks the whole idea is insensitive. He says this tells you a little bit about the guy's character anyway. Uh, He was also the chief deputy at the time of the killings. But he can't stop it, right? I mean, you have the right to say whatever you want at your last words. Well, yeah, but the thing is, though, Knight acknowledges that there's nothing funny about his execution. He's not making a big joke about it. He even says, I'm not trying to disrespect the Werners or anything like that. He's like, I'm not asking for money. I'm not asking for pen pals. All I'm asking for is jokes. (laughs) <laughs> and so he's not trying to say he didn't care what was going on. He's about to die, but he's not going to sit here and whine and cry about it. He uh, just wants to go out with a bang, with well, a laugh. I got to imagine he also thinks this is going to give him some extra notoriety. I mean, you know, guy it's, who murders his neighbors happens more often than you'd think is executed. Okay, fine. But the guy who it goes down as going out with a joke, with a funny joke even – is uh, going to be remembered, I think, for at least six months. Well, he said he got the idea for a joke as his last statement after a friend of his, who was also on death row and executed <laughs> earlier this year, Vincent Gutierrez. Um, well, he's already his friend's already dead? Yeah, his friend was executed earlier this year. He laughed from the death chamber gurney. He said, where's a stunt double when you need one? So, <laughs> so I, this guy's kind of a copycat. 
He's sort got of. the Carlos the Mencia of death row. But if you think about it, though, if you're about to be executed and they're like, okay, do you have anything to say? Would you not say anything? Would you say, you know, God, save me, Jesus? I mean, what, 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 have you ever thought about that? No, I haven't. I, we have done the discussion about what our last meals would be, but I haven't thought about what I'd say. I think going out with a joke is a pretty good idea. Yeah, same, same with me. But I'm not me. very good with jokes, so I might go the same route as this guy and ask the internet community for a joke and just pick the funniest one. You know what I would do is I would tell the longest, most obscene version of the aristocrats that I could come up with. <laughs> Seriously, I would be like, you know, so this – family went into a talent agency and blah 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 right. blah blah and like you know half an hour later finally get to the punchline i would probably tell the joke and while telling it i would be sobbing and shitting myself <laughs> well you definitely have to be shitting yourself and sobbing i think just crying <laughs> well so this guy this guy wants people to send him jokes and and so a friend of his I guess um, he was kind of an activist for uh, people that are being treated unfairly in prison. So other activists in um, in the Texas community or whatever uh, put up a MySpace page for him. So you can go to MySpace.com slash Prison Uprise, and you can see the MySpace page for Patrick Knight. And on the, on the in the notes section or the about section, there's an address where you can send jokes, or you could just email jokes directly to the person who uh, put up the MySpace page. Huh. I'm surprised. I would think the anti-death penalty people would be against this. You know, I, I think people sort are of upset about light. it, but how can you uh, really – I mean, well, what, I, I guess it's serious, but it's just like you know, they're, they're making light of capital punishment here. But at the same time, they're bringing more publicity and exposure to it. I guess, and making it funny and entertaining. Well, I don't know. I mean I wonder how so – so, so the family of the victims are definitely going to be there, and I'm sure they're not going to find any joke funny. They usually invite the family, and then they'll invite like a representative from the major news sources, I believe. And, and uh, maybe – and maybe the, does the guy who's getting killed, does he get to invite like his religious advisor or whatever? Yeah, I would I, think so. I, I imagine he probably invites a priest or something. But you know what he said though in um... – he said here that he doesn't want to do a joke that's profane or you know that has any swear words in it. He well, wants the aristocrats kind of a clean is joke. out there. He could tell the first clean version of the aristocrats. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah, but at the same time, though, why would that matter? You're about to be put to death. Don't he's, you want to? I mean, don't you want to shock people? No, he's probably found Jesus. He's gonna tell one of those really lame. Have you ever seen a like a Christian stand-up? Horrible. No. It's horrible. Well, consider we should yourself, almost, you know, we should almost do something like lucky. interview a Christian stand-up. How can you even have that? I don't think he would come on our show. I mean, it sounds like an oxymoron, a Christian stand-up. So have you sent in a joke yet? No, I was trying to think of uh, what joke I would what I would tell, and I probably would have to tell something obnoxious just because it reflects my character. Well, do I, you have one? Yeah, I think the joke off the top of my head that I would probably tell, and I'm sure a lot of uh, people that listen to Second Wrong would know this, but if I was about to be executed and they were, you know, they hooked up the uh, the tubing to my arm and they were about to stick the needle in there, I think I would tell this joke two-parter would be, what's the best thing about fucking a three-year-old? I don't know, Mr. Death Row guy. What is the best thing? Here in the pelvis crack. What's the worst <laughs> thing about fucking a three-year-old? That I do not know either. Getting the blood stains out of the clown suit. <laughs> I, I think I would have to tell that one. Well, or maybe it, one of the many Jewish jokes that are on the forum page are pretty good. That is a good forum posting, and that would be a great joke for John Wayne Gacy to tell. <laughs> Extra gruesome, <laughs> realistic. 
Yeah, Gacy, I think, would have definitely elicited a few chuckles with that one. Yeah. I, I, well, do you have a joke off the top of your head that you would do? Um, I would probably tell the one about the pirate who walks into the bar with the steering wheel on his crotch, and the bartender says, hey, Mr. Pirate, what is that? And the pirate says, "Ah, she's driving me nuts. <laughs> I don't even know what that means exactly, Wackerly. Um, just think about it. You'll get it in about a couple hours. It's but you know those, what, though? That's a those... clean joke. Patrick Knight could use that one. But it does refer to nuts. Yeah, I guess it does refer to nuts. I... I, what it, and that's the big question, I think. What is his standard of clean well, versus dirty? He says lawyer jokes are real popular. Some of them are a little on the edge. I'm not going to use any profanity if I can find the one I want or any vulgar content. It wouldn't be bad if it was a little bit on the edge. That would be cool. See, I like the uh, his uh, his friend who's already been executed. I think the contextual, you know, look at the situation I'm in is the kind of funny that. chuckle chuckle, you know, the stunt double joke. I think that's the way to go. Well, the, but but that's kind of like this other guy already did it. He can't just it's you know it's gonna fall flat on its face if he tries to make the same type of. But joke. I think this guy should look into his own soul and come up with his own joke. Really. Yeah, and while he's looking into his own, so also repent for killing those people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that might work. But really, I think um, I would like to encourage our fans to uh, go to myspace.com slash prison uprise and uh, send in your own jokes. I know we, a lot of people have sent us some pretty nasty jokes, so yeah. why don't you share them here with Patrick Knight, and in the meantime, say, we're doing this for Sick and Wrong, because wouldn't it be cool if he was wearing a Sick and Wrong shirt when he was put down? Or just if he gave a verbal plug, if he told the joke, and then he was like, go listen to Sick and Wrong, good night! <laughs> that would be great. Give us a little shout-out. God, that would be some great advertising there. So I guess Knight would be the uh, last of five condemned inmates set to die over three weeks this month in uh, Texas which is the nation's most active state in carrying out capital punishment. Yeah, they just churn through them like, you know, an abattoir. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's like one right after another. Retards, too, right? Yeah, no, they, they'll kill anybody. <laughs> and women, too. Well, yeah. So I don't know. I believe in that. So. Go uh, send your best material to uh, myspace.com slash prison uprise. Well, people, this is uh, episode 74 here of Sick and Wrong. We kind of did a, um, I guess, a a typical show last week with episode 73 with the interview with Alexis Tyler. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. Yeah, it was really weird. We have very, we had a very ambivalent reaction amongst our audience. I would like to say for the people who, you know, didn't or, or maybe they were, you know, neutral to it. Um, you know, we got a lot of new listeners out of that show, I think, that normally wouldn't listen to the show. And hopefully that gives you an idea of, you know, what our, you know, what we are doing with it. But, of. you know, at the same time, you mentioned this. In the uh, description of the episode, as well as I think we mentioned in the podcast, that if you should watch the videos first to get an idea of who this woman is before you listen to the interview. Right. Because if, if, if you, just if you have no idea it. who this lady is, you're going to be like, oh, they're interviewing some sex therapist. Right. Which and that's that, not what it's all about. Our, you know, you we're interviewing her. a batshit crazy internet whack job. Well, and she is in her videos, but you know, we were trying to look see the other side of that. Um, but if you don't get both sides, like you said, D, it's like it just sounded like some weird sex therapy interview. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. So although I, we did talk about rectal vaginas, I mean, come on, how much sicker <laughs> can you get than that? But you know, I, I think we did get a lot of positive feedback, and I think yeah. people enjoyed, uh, you know, learning about rectal vaginas. I believe so too. But, but as we mentioned in that show, we're we didn't get to do a wrap up of uh, episode seventy two. So uh, I think we should do that now before we get into our articles. I for, can't uh, even 74. remember what happened. 
Well, in episode 72, I did a story about a mother who trained her children to be fake retards. Oh, right, yeah. You did a story about a guy who killed his girlfriend by parking on like a in front of a train, a speeding train. Well, no, no. He tried to kill his girlfriend, and then the car flew through the air and killed Instant him. Instant karma. Right. And ended up killing him instead. And a listener sent in a picture of a bunch of Brits that were stomping on guinea pigs. Well, and uh, ferrets. Yeah, and ferrets. Uh, well, Wackerly, as you uh, probably predicted, uh, you actually won that episode kind of by a landslide. You came in with about 108 votes. Uh, that was a good I had story. 64, and uh, the listener had 56. Mm, so um, I bought the beer nice. this week for episode 74. It was a pretty good story. Well, before we get into uh, our articles this week, um, people, as you know, the way sick and wrong works, Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. We present them here on the show. The audience votes. And the uh, winner gets a case of the finest beer in the world, MGD. And uh, we throw in a wild card with a listener who, if uh, in the event that they actually win, gets a bag of our pubic hair. <laughs> I threw in a little wild card with some Jim Beam this week. Yeah, so uh, before we start the show, why don't we uh, do a shot here of uh, Jim Beam? Out of these extremely prissy glasses. I don't know why you don't have real shot glasses, but... Yeah, well, to, Whatever. Your, to your tuberculosis. Yeah, great. I'll be dead next week. Ah, dude, that's got to help the tuberc. That's gotta, it has to help the TB. That's like Deadwood medicine right there. Well, so um, I, I think I might have started the show on uh, episode 72. So why, why don't you kick off 74 here this week? You want me to kick it? Okay. Yeah. Let me take a breath here. <gasps> Here's my story. You sound like the lady with yeah, no I neck. Yeah, I know. I'm annoyed about it. It's pro- this is probably karma for making fun of her. <laughs> My story comes out of Louisiana, which is a great area of the country here. Uh, And it actually comes out of an area called Webster Parish, Louisiana. You know you're in the Bible Belt when places are referred to as parishes. Yeah, I thought that only happened in, like, Amish country. No, apparently it happens down south. And I think in a lot of places in Europe, it's also, you know, areas are defined by the cathedral that's in the center or whatever. I I guess they do have a lot of Christians down there, don't they? Well, they used to back in, you know, the 1600s, I think is what that's based on. But anyways, again, that's the second time I've said anyways. Great. Nice. Uh, Diana Sue Snyder and her parents, Bobby Lou Snyder... That's the mom, by the way. Two uh, two male first names. Wait, Bobby Lou? Yeah, and David John Snyder. I'm assuming that's the dad. Maybe they're switched. Who knows? I don't know many girls named David. You never really know in the South. They're probably brothers and sisters. Well, they might be hermaphrodites. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Well, these three crazy Snyder people uh, were arrested in late July 2006 after an investigation that began earlier in the month when a child protection worker called the Webster Sheriff's Office. You're already in trouble. If Child Protective Services is just checking up on you. <laughs> I yeah. mean, don't you think? Well, there's, a... there's something awry if Child Protective Services even needs to check up on you. Yeah, there's a there's a prior reason why that's happening, right? Well, anyways, a child protection worker uh, called the Webster Sheriff's Office to say conditions in the house were unsanitary, including garbage and feces from 10 cats and a dog. Do they just have a form where they just put a checkbox next to that statement? Because it seems like every time Child Protective, Child Protective Services involved anywhere in the United States, 
that's pretty much the statement that goes back to the sheriff. Well, what I don't understand is what's the corollary here between the the people that abuse their children and the people that abuse animals? Because they always have like ten dogs, well, not and just, they not don't just, clean yeah. up the feces of the dogs, and the kids like sleep in the feces. Right. I mean, it happens every time. Yeah, they don't just abuse the animals; they have tons of them. Yeah, some, no, it's like, yeah, I mean, they have like a menagerie going on. It's some uh, instinct to own a bunch of livestock, except you don't have any money, so instead of having cattle, you just have a bunch of cats and And dogs. children. Usually they have like eight children, well, too. Well, this woman only has one, which is odd. But anyways, it's interesting that you say, talk about them, the children sleeping in the feces, because I think the Snyder clan did one better. Uh, Webster, Sheriff, Webster Sheriff's Sergeant Dusty Reynolds, sounds like a porn star. <laughs> said the grandparents slept in the only bed in the house, the child slept on a sectional couch, and a decomposing cat was found on the other <laughs> end of the couch. It doesn't say where the mom slept, by the way. I guess she just how, hoard, how old she was probably this? just hoarded up every night, staying with a different, different how, dude. How old was this child? Um, He was actually nine years old. So it's not just like some infant that they just set there. I mean, when you're nine years old, you have a concept of what's going on around you, and you know that you're sleeping on a couch next to a cat corpse. Yeah, if I was this kid, I'd be like, Ma, Pa, there's a dead cat right next to me. I'm not going to sleep here. But that that relates to my, my the funniest uh, comment of the story, so let me get to it. Uh, Reynolds says, uh, that's Dusty Reynolds, Sergeant Dusty Reynolds of the Webster Sheriff's Department, says the child was well-fed and there was no evidence of abuse, Besides making him sleep next to the cat corpse, because I, I would think that would cause some psychological trauma, but... Yeah, I, I think I'd be me. affected by that. But the living conditions were unacceptable. Sheriff's investigators said the family had been told to clean up the house previously, so it's not just like they were having a bad week and it was messy that week, you know? It, it, it had been like this for a while. So neighbors were probably complaining. But here's my favorite part about the boy being nine and, you know, kind of knowing what's going on and just being like, my family's fucked. Um, investigators said the little boy, like I said, nine years old, kept his clothes in a vehicle outside the house, either because there was no place to store them in the house, which I think is fabrication. I think this is the reason. Well, or, one bed. or because he didn't want the odor inside the house to permeate his clothes. <laughs> so he was still trying to keep up a front at school. You know, he's nine. He's getting into, what is that, first, second grade? You know, he's still trying to impress the ladies and be like, yeah, I'm cool. No, don't come over to my house because my family, they're kind of fucked up. But, you know, he was he was making efforts to separate himself from his freaky-ass family, which well, I, I, I appreciate and I have hope for this kid. Well, I can understand that, dude. The kid's not going to get any tail with the clothing smelling like dead cats. <laughs> and shit. And, and just feces. his dirty, fat parents and grandpa and grandma smell. It's a gross. It's a disgusting mixture. Yeah, that is just nasty. Did, did it say why the kid had to sleep next to the dead cat? I think the rest of the house was just filled with garbage, and there was no, you know, you'd sleep on the ca- on the couch next to the dead cat, or sleep on the floor next to the garbage. I think the question is, why wasn't the dead cat thrown out? I don't, I don't know. Was They're that... in Louisiana. There's woods and fucking rivers everywhere. They could have just gone and tossed it somewhere, you know. So, so are they being charged with a crime here? Um, actually, they're very Neglect. weak. They're very weak charges. Uh, court records show Diana Snyder, which is the mom, pleaded guilty to criminal mischief and cruelty to animals, and was fined two hundred and fifty dollars or 
six days in jail. I'm willing to bet <laughs> 250 probably, bucks. I'm willing to bet she probably took the six days though, because 250 bucks probably is probably a lot to the Snyders. That's just my guess. It's uh, like a year's worth of income. The grandma and grandpa pleaded guilty to uh, the same thing, uh, criminal mischief, and they were ordered to pay a hundred dollars each or spend three days in jail. Hmm. I bet you they also took the three days. So um. I don't know. It might be me, but I'm willing to wager that this kid won't be the next Bill Gates. You um, never know. You do. You ne- you always have to say you never know. But in this case, you pretty much do. <laughs> so on the sick and wrong scale, I mean, this is a kid, you know, being forced to sleep next to a dead cat, obviously in just uh, deplorable conditions here. Um, I'm gonna have to give this at least an 8.6. Well. This uh, this is one of those stories where it's really dependent for me. If we're talking about a big nine-foot-long couch and the nine-year-old kid, he can't be any taller than four feet, right? He's at one end. Then there's like a three-foot gap. I'm not doing my math, but whatever. And then there's a pile <coughs> of cat corpse. That's that's maybe a 7.5. But if we're talking about a love, love seat. A love seat with the, the cat right next to you. And the kid has his legs scrunched up <laughs> so as not to touch the deceased, you know, bloated cat corpse. Then that's like a 9.1 for me. And I'm just going to, since those details aren't provided, I'm going to assume the worst and say it's a sh- really short love seat and I'm going to give it a 9.1. Well, you might have been using it as a pillow. You never know. <laughs> You're right. You're you right. never know. All right. Well, we'll see what the audience has to say about that one. So uh, my story here for episode 74 is completely different from your story, Wackerly. Oh, good. Instead of involving child abuse, feces, dead animals, mine involves HIV rape orgies. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of a new topic here on Sick and Wrong. So uh, this happened in the Netherlands. It's a uh, it's a, a foreign story, which is always nice because I, I think we tend to be slanted when we do a lot of stories that they're domestic. I feel. Do we have? I think we maybe have some listeners from the Netherlands or one of the surrounding countries. Well, hopefully uh, they're going to be aware of this gay gang that's been going around in the Netherlands. Whoa! So a ominous. gay gang that allegedly raped victims, lured on the internet, drugged them, and infected them with the AIDS virus has shocked the Netherlands and raised questions over its liberal sex culture. <laughs> well, that, that's one thing about the Netherlands. It's probably one of the most liberal like, sex communities in the world. Yeah, but come on. Are, are they, prosecution are, is legal. Fine. But um, are they teaching in school for children to become gay and infect other people with AIDS? No, that's ridiculous. No, they're shocked by this. Yeah. And I think it's also – I think it's caused them to uh, reevaluate their um, awareness – of uh, sex. Yeah. And uh, yeah. But anyway, let me let me go on here. A date rape drug known as Easy Lay and Ecstasy were allegedly involved. It's the first time I've ever heard of Easy Lay, but um, it sounds appealing. You know, I mean, it's it's definitely better than uh, I don't know. So I've, this is some type of roofie, I imagine. Yeah, or some, or probably some kind of G or something. The matter came to light about a week ago when police said they had arrested three men. After four victims, aged 25 to 50, accused these men of rape and premeditated bodily harm. That's quite a large age range, would you say? Yeah, I mean, men from 25 to 50, but they were meeting them on the internet. Okay, you think maybe some of the people were lying about their age? It could have been. It could have been. 
Uh, Ronald Zwarter, the police chief in the northern town of Groningen, I guess there's in the Netherlands, where the alleged crimes took place, said two of those arrested, a couple aged 48 and 33, had confessed to the crimes. Uh, their stated motive was that it excited them, and also that the more HIV-infected people there are, the better their chances of unprotected sex, which doesn't really make sense to me. So, okay, so they are obviously infected with AIDS. Yes. And their goal here is to infect more people so they can have unprotected sex. But And it's it says that they're meeting these people on the internet, right? On the so internet. So can't they just start a chat room of other people who are already infected with HIV? And you'd think they'd have enough of a selection and, uh, you know, variation and of people that have unprotected sex with just right there without getting new infectees. Well, it sounds to me that they, their goal here was to infect the whole world it's with a, HIV. So it's like an HIV jihad? Kind of. I mean, it, it, it makes sense here. They considered unprotected relations to be pure, <laughs> which I always consider that to be pure gonorrhea. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I consider uh, non-STD uh, sex to be pure myself, but that's just me. So the gang risks up to 16 years in prison, which I wonder, is that really punishment? I mean, I guess you don't have your freedom anymore, but I mean, now think about it. in a prison with a bunch of dudes, is that what you're getting at? Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of gay guys that are going to go to prison with a bunch of other, you know, dudes. Yes, that uh, there was another story in the United I mean, States. Don't they have gay like, porn fantasies about this? I think so. There, there's probably a million gay porn movies, right, exactly. Prison, Butt Sex, Five... 18. So let me, let me get into exactly what happened here. Officials said the three HIV positive men invited gay men that they met over the internet to private homosexual orgies at their home. So that kind of surprises me too. What, 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 what I find surprising about this is I never really thought about orgies, homosexual orgies, namely. So I guess homosexual orgies probably are prevalent in the gay community. This is almost something we should ask my brother about. Ah, uh, that's a good point. Because, dude, I mean, I've been a heterosexual man for 32 years now, and I don't think I've ever been invited to an orgy. Do, do we still – do heterosexuals still have orgies? I think that heterosexuals do have orgies, but I think the people at those orgies are people that you would never want to have sex with. But, I mean, how do you – what I don't understand, it's like, you know, I, I definitely uh, – I'm a, a person who, who who visits many websites on the internet. I, I guess I don't frequent that many sex chat rooms, but I mean, wh what exactly? How do you invite people? Do you are you, do you just kind of say, okay, well, we got a bunch of Vaseline, we have some pizza, some chips and salsa, let's have an orgy. Like, how does that work? How do you plan an orgy? <laughs> chips and salsa, check. <laughs> what else did you say? Orange soda? Uh, orange soda, pizza. Yeah. I mean, Vaseline. I would hope that alcohol would be involved, but that's just me. Condoms, well, don't, preferably, but not in this case. You're not supposed to use Vaseline with condoms, so watch yourself there. But, I mean, let's say you were on MySpace or you're in some chat room or something, and some some supposed internet hot chicks were like, yeah, we're having an orgy at my house. Wouldn't you be suspicious? I would be very suspicious, yes. W would you go over there? Um... Probably not, because I was going to say I would request pictures of these girls, but even that, over the internet, who knows if they're true or not. So I think this might be a difference, though, between the – a glaring difference between the heterosexual communities and the homosexual communities. Maybe it's in uh, varying levels of horniness. I, I'm not quite sure. Well, think about it like – Or credulity. Think about it like this. If you're a hetero guy, 
and you go to an orgy, you can only ha have sex with half the people there. If you're a gay guy and you go to an orgy, you can have sex with anybody there. So that makes you twice as likely men. right there, I would think, to go to a gay to be a gay guy and go to an orgy than a heterosexual guy and go to an orgy. Well, now that we have the speakerphone here on Sick and Wrong, which I think is um, definitely a supplement to the show, we should almost contact my brother and find out how common gay orgies are. Should we do this so, live yeah, right now? Let, let's let's give him a call here okay, and see if uh, he answers his phone. Hey, sir. Hey, guy. What's going on? Nothing, what's up? Uh, you're on speakerphone right now. Yeah, I'm not on the air, am I? No, 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 no. We, we just, uh, Lance is over here, and we just have a question for you. What? We're wondering, how common are gay orgies? How common are gay orgies? Quite common, guy. How, really, no, I mean, is this a common thing in the gay community, orgies? We're recording this, are Okay, we might be recording this, but we have a question about gay orgies. Hey, Common, dude, I'm a little bit busy right now, so I'm in the middle of an orgy. <laughs> yeah, are you in the middle of an orgy right now? Oh I'm in the middle of an orgy. I've got to go. Oh, well, Guy, how many orgies have you been to in your life? Guy, I'm not going to answer all these questions now. i got to go. What are you doing? I'm in an orgy. i got to go. You're in the middle of an orgy right now. Hey, I have one question. Would you ever, ever be suspicious of an invitation to a gay orgy? Would you ever say... You know what? I'm not going to go to that one. That seemed like a suspicious invitation. You want to come to a gay orgy, Lance? <laughs> no, I'm just wondering <laughs> if they're suspicious or not. Well, your reaction is proper. I got to go. All right, all right. Well, well, thanks, guy. That was pointless. Well, that didn't really help at all. He didn't seem like he wanted to play ball. Maybe he was playing with some balls. Well, no, it sounds like he was knee-deep in ass right now. So, I can um, understand. He has priorities straight. Yeah. So or, I, I guess we don't get to find out how prevalent these gay orgies are. Well, anyway, and what, what actually happened in, uh, in, 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 this, in this incident here is um, when the HIV-positive men contacted the gays that they met on the Internet and invited them to the orgies, the victims turned up. They were given ecstasy and GHB, which left them helpless and, in some cases, with no memory of what actually ended up happening. The three suspects, one of whom is a male nurse, were said to have raped the men in their unconscious state and then injected some of them with a mix of their contaminated blood. So, which is just diabolical. Well, you know, you would think that the if you're HIV positive and you're raping these men, that would be the way to infect them. But apparently they also use the hypodermics. Yeah, apparently. I mean, this guy's a nurse, so he must have had hypodermic needles. And not only did they rape them, they injected them with contaminated blood to make sure that they contracted the disease. Quite nefarious. Yeah, no, it's completely it's completely diabolical. So the case has deeply unsettled the Netherlands and caused it to cast a hard look at its easygoing views on sex, with some figures suggesting that frequent homosexual orgies pose a public health risk. Well, I, I still go back to this has nothing to do with people being homosexual. These guys were just uh, sociopaths. No, yeah, these guys were complete psychopaths. That's what I would say. I really don't think that a permissive, a, a society that's permissive with respect to, you know, all types of sexuality is promoting, uh, you know, guys with a fatal disease to go out and give that disease to other people. I just don't think that adds up. Well, what I, th what, what I find kind of, I mean, this is obviously isn't humorous, but what, what's interesting is that the um, in the Netherlands, they're actually having debates here about, we need to stop these frequent homosexual orgies. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, 
I, I guess I apparently don't know. they think it's a big problem. Yeah, so. apparently it might. Even though, even though your brother wouldn't answer the question, they're kind of answering it for us. They they do think that it's it's way too prevalent. So uh, Frank Van Dalen here, the president of a gay rights group uh, called the COC, which I don't really know what that means. Is he related to Jean Claude? Van Dalen? No. Oh, that's Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme, yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure Jean-Claude Van Damme probably frequented some of these uh, homosexual orgies. Right. Uh, Frank Van Dalen here said that homos organize orgies is nothing new. But this is something else. This is unimaginable, which I agree with. I (laughs) I would too, I think. He stressed that the illegal use of GHB, known on the street by such nicknames as Easy Lay, Gay Homeboy, and Liquid Ecstasy, also posed a danger in heterosexual circles as well. Right, which goes back to my point that I don't think it has anything to do with people being gay or not gay. It's just so sociopathology. Well, these people are drugged, and it's uh, therefore rape, pure and simple. So that's really what this boils down to is rape right. and the rape by psychopaths. Right. Have these, people, do have these guys been caught? Yeah, no, all three of them have been caught. Oh. And so they face up to 16 years in prison. Six, Right, 16 years. Doesn't seem too long. But... So on the sick and wrong scale, these guys were luring unsuspecting dudes over the internet to come to their house, participate in these orgies, drugging them, and then injecting them with contaminated blood. I wonder how many people they got to. I, I don't know. I mean, they They'll said probably that there never are a number know. of people. They, yeah, they have no idea how many people they're infected. I mean, would you come forward if you were one of the victims? Oh, yeah, I was one of those guys. Uh, I'm gay, and now I have AIDS. Yeah, no, I mean, it's obviously not, not something you'd want to talk it's about. It's something you'd try and keep quiet, I would think. So, personally, I would say this is like a 9.8. I mean, it's absolutely disgusting. These people maliciously contaminate these people with a disease i'm gonna have to agree i think it's a i'm gonna say 9.7 just to not say the same number as you well it's got to be one of the most sick and wrong things i've read in a long time yeah and uh unfortunately my brother wouldn't elaborate on it but um i I, you know i i I wonder gay orgies how frequent are they so we'll, we'll, we'll see what the audience has to say on this one well uh for the listener submission this week um couple reasons why I chose this guy. We, we received uh, numerous good articles. We received like probably five really good articles. Well, we had two weeks to build up, so yeah. there are some really great articles. But I mean, there, there were like five really good ones. It was difficult to choose. But the reason I chose this guy is this guy has sent in a number of articles in, in uh, recent weeks. I will say I thought this was the best article. I will put that up. Yeah, actually, not only is it funny, it's kind of sick. Um, but the guy's name's Al. He uh, is from Al's Sports Bar in uh, Houston, Texas. And, uh, yeah, people, of, um, all of our Texan fans out there, you should go check out this place, L Sports Bar. He's, he sent a link to um, his website, and you can check out pictures of the sports bar itself. I think it's www.alsbar.com. Yeah, alsbar.com. This place looks awesome, I have to say. And I might have to – I don't think I'll move to Texas, but I might take a vacation there. I would almost would – you know, I'd almost be willing just to go out to Houston for a weekend and go – drink at Al's bar. Yeah, all weekend long. Just sort of live there. Don't even get a room. Just stay in the bar. Sleep in a rental car out in the parking lot. I think well, that'd know, be a good time. I don't even know that many bars that actually have websites. And this this bar not only has a website, it has a schedule of all the hot bartenders and what days the hot bartender works. And pictures. So you can go and uh, see the various hot bartenders who dress very skimpily because it's Texas, and I assume it's hot as balls down there. And then you can pick out which ones you like, and you can look at the schedule and say, oh, well, I'm going to go Tuesday night and Thursday afternoon because that's when, you know, yeah, uh, Shelly and uh, Suzanne are working those nights or whatever the hell their names are. 
Okay. Yeah, but in the photo section too, I was just kind of looking at it, just the cross section of hot chicks, and there I would say is, I mean, I'm I'm saying completely sober here, I'd probably have sex with all of them. <laughs> and and drunk, I would have sex with um pretty much any any girl in that bar. Well, drunk, I'd probably have sex with Al. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Al sent that in, and uh, he says, "Love the show. Extremely relieved that there are others with my friends, and my sick and wrong humor. Thought we would have to go Cho to get relief. I think he's referring to the uh, Virginia Tech massacre here. Oh right, yeah. Yeah. I guess you could say you saved hundreds of people's lives. <laughs> Well, that's good. It's good that Sick and Wrong is doing good in society. I like the fact that there's an upstanding Texas Texan businessman who's listening to our show, and uh, you know that he owns a bar, and that, uh, and thirdly, that we're preventing him from massacring hundreds of people. I think those are all good things. You know, um, I wonder if Al like shares our show with some of those hot chicks, Ooh. and uh, that, they... that, which means we might be able to guaranteed. A little action if we go to Houston. Do you think we might get down there and they would already have crushes upon us? And they could be. You know, I mean, fantasy I, who, who land. Knows? You're you're, who knows? you're living in fantasy land. So Al sent in a gem of a story here. I had actually read this one myself and uh, was impressed with it, and I was thinking of doing it myself. Yeah, but I then, was very impressed. Yeah, but then uh, I, I checked the email, saw that Al sent it in, had to give it to him. So this happened in London. A British artist has eaten chunks of a corgi dog. The breed favored by Queen Elizabeth II, live on the radio to protest against the royal family's treatment of animals. Oh, man, that would have been so kick-ass if we would have got him on our podcast to do that. Yeah, to eat a live to eat a, no, I guess it wasn't a live dog, but to eat bits of a dog live on the radio. <laughs> so Mark McGowan here, 37 years old, said he ate about three bites of the dog meat cooked with apples, onions, and seasoning to highlight what he called Prince Philip's mistreatment of a fox during a hunt by the Queen's husband in January. So this is just hilarious. I, I don't know if you've seen that movie, The Queen. I Haven't seen it yet. Helen Mirren won an Oscar. It's probably not up your alley, but I kind of think Helen Mirren as an old lady is pretty hot. I think I would bone her. Uh, but anyways. Dude, I don't know what your deal is with the women over 50. <laughs> we won't get into that right now. <laughs> I swear to God, dude. But so the Queen. You're saying this completely sober, a, too. As portrayed in the. I'm not sober, so. But as portrayed, okay. as portrayed in the movie, the queen, uh, and I think this is actually true in real life, has a bunch of corgis that are like her favorite. She has other types of dogs. She's a big dog aficionado, but she has a lot of corgis that run around the house. Is and that the they, official royal family dog? Well, they have Labradors too, but those are more like for the hunting things. But what they're saying is the queen's husband, Prince Philip, which I don't understand why she's the queen and he's a prince, but I guess that's the way it goes. I'd be pissed about that. So he hunts foxes because it's the typical, you know, ancient English royal thing to do. And this guy's protesting that, but he's taking it out on the corgis. I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, I don't know. Why, <laughs> why, yeah, why wouldn't he try to kidnap the prince and eat the prince? That or – yeah, I guess that would be the – I was going to say eat the fox, but that would not prove his point at all. <laughs> no, but I mean the corgi. What would the corgi do? The corgi's forced forced to hunt the fox. It's, Seriously. It's instinct. This guy's an asshole. So McGowan said it was pretty disgusting, as we said of the meal, which he ate while appearing on a London radio station this past Tuesday. Yoko Ono, who is another guest on the show, also tried the meat. Yeah, and she's also a major cunt. I would like to add that in, just for her entire life's body of work. You know, I'm surprised she didn't write a song about it. She probably will. Well, she probably did, yeah. And it's going to sound like, eee! 
Well, you never hear it because why would you ever try and hear it? No, seriously, it sounds like a seal being stomped to death. But the funniest thing all of her music. But does. the funniest thing about this story is the guy said he ate. What did he say? He ate three bites or whatever. Yeah. He's a vegan. Oh, he's a vegan. He's a vegan. So. He's doing this to prove a point, but he's going against his own dietary principles, and that's why he was so disgusted. I think if probably I ate a corgi, I would probably be like, you know, it kind of tastes like chicken. But, I finished my meal. I had a beer afterwards. But and you a know dessert. what? I, lo- I lose respect for this guy because it was cooked with like apples and seasoning. It's not like he just ate raw corgi. No, well, it's like a it's like a meatball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it tastes like chicken. Yeah. So he says, I've never tasted anything like it. It was gray and had a very funny smell. It was horrible. And I believe he did this right outside Buckingham. It was pa- gray and <laughs> had a very funny smell. It was horrible. Nice. I, I actually surprised. I'm really ashamed that we haven't tried to do an accent yet for this yeah. story. But I think he did it right outside Buckingham Palace. Uh, well, no, he did it on this radio station. But I think I think the radio station oh, was there on location. So I guess the uh, Queen favors corgis. McGowan said he was angry that the Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, of which the royalty, the royal family is a patron, had not prosecuted Prince Philip for hunting and killing the fox. Yeah. Uh, the RSPCA said the fox did not suffer. Corgis are the favorite dogs of the Queen, and uh, she has owned more than 30 of them during her reign. Right. The dog died of natural causes at a corgi breeder and was prepared and cooked by others for McGowan. Well, so this okay. was planned in advance. Well, I guess it's not so cruel to the corgi. It's just uh, a little disrespect. It's not cruel, but it's a little disrespectful. So he's known for his uh, outlandish performance stunts. I guess he once ate a swan in another <laughs> protest against the queen. Swans are protected by the monarchy. So this guy's just, he's saying that he's protesting cruelty to animals. I just think he likes to eat strange animals. That's what it sounds like to me. So you don't think he really has anything against the royal family? He just likes to eat strange animals? Yeah, I mean, next week it's going to be like... But I'm a vegan! I ate a killer whale to protest SeaWorld, or, you know, I ate a <laughs> dolphin to protest uh, the, that TV show Flipper, which has been off the air for tons of years. Yeah, but if you think about it, dude, you know, corgis probably taste better than all the food in England. Well, that's right. I you wonder, know, I mean... Did uh, it say if he boiled it or not? <laughs> Do they boil everything They boil there? pizza over there. Seriously. So on the sick and wrong scale, um, I'm going to have to give this. The guy ate a dog. I mean, he ate a dog to protest the uh, the royals here. Shaped into meatballs. But it was seasoned, and it wasn't raw. He didn't kill the dog himself. I'm going to have to give this a seven. See, I, I disagree. I think if he was just some maniac who went and took a big bite out of one of the queen's actual dogs as was running around, I think, you know, that's just a crazy guy. Johnny Rotten would have done that. Or uh, Gigi Allen, I could see that happening. But I actually think it's a little bit more creepy that this guy put so much thought into it and, you know, prepared this meal and put it on a plate and got the radio station and got Yoko Ono to come out. I mean, what the fuck is up with that? I, I'm going to give this a 9.4. Jesus. Wackerly, I don't know if I agree with you. And I know one. I gave your story a higher score, but I think this is the best story of the week. I think this is the weirdest story of the week. It's definitely weird, but I think the guy, the the uh, artist that ate his own, did, didn't didn't he have like meatballs prepared his from own his own flesh. skin? I kind of, I think that's worse. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll but that see. was not this week. That was a past <laughs> week. So I'm comparing. You know, the stories are compared to the other stories of the week, 
And I actually, if even you eat the I dog's score, balls, <laughs> I could see that he didn't eat dog balls. Here. How do you know those? The, the what he was eating was not the balls. I bet you Yoko ate the dog's balls. <laughs> she probably licked the dog's ass. <laughs> I wish he would. Go vote for your favorite story for episode seventy-four at uh, sickandwrongpodcast.com. And go to Al's bar if you're anywhere near uh, Houston. That's what I'd say. Yeah, I right. wish I was. I'd be there right now. Yeah, thanks, Al, for uh, sending that one in. We're getting towards the end of the show, and uh, as usual, we tend to get to uh, listener email. Which we have a lot of because it's been two weeks, right? It's been two weeks, and uh, yeah, we kind of have like a backlog of uh, listener emails. So I was trying to get to a few of them, a few of them of note. Here, uh, one was sent in from a female listener named uh, Carrie, or Kari, and I don't know, know exactly how to say it. She says, hey, sick and wrong freaks, which, um, you know, I, I wonder, is that derogatory? Is she calling us a freak? Like, yes. do, do you think we're freaks? Yes, she is, and I know I don't think it's derogatory. Okay. She says, I was thinking about purchasing a Sigurong shirt for my husband, but I noticed that you only have black as an option. My husband and I are not huge at wearing black. I was hoping you would add another color or two to your options on the site. If so, I would gladly buy one for my husband. I have to say, I do not fault them for not being huge fans of black, because I think you, D, make up for... The rest of the country not liking black because I've never seen you wear anything that is not black. I wear black on the outside because that's how I feel on the inside, Wackerly. I thought you knew this. <laughs> I guess I do now. But, I mean, seriously, what, what, what does she think we're going to have? Pink shirts? I mean, it's sick and wrong. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should start a cafe press uh, you know, store where people can choose their colors. Although I don't like the thought of somebody, as you said, wearing a pink sick and wrong shirt or a – you know, chartreuse shirt. So maybe we should limit <laughs> tangerine. You know what? Gray, black, red. Oh, we maybe. already have black. Red. Well, well, the logo's red, so that's gonna not show up. But we'll think about we'll think light. about helping her out somehow. Kari, we'll, we'll make sure that your husband gets a stick and wrong shirt in the future. In fact, we'll probably if we go through Cafe Press, maybe we can get him a pair of stick and wrong panties. Yeah. I, I think that might spice up the sex life. Manties. Yeah, that that might be nice. Uh, but thanks for sending that in. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully we'll be able to uh, please you very soon. Keep an uh, eye on the website. We got another email here from Aubrey who brought up a very interesting point. I've been, you know, I've been saving this email because I wanted to talk about it here on the show. Aubrey says, I hate for the first time I write to be bitching, but I am a girl, and that is what I do. Yeah, I agree. I expect that from women. I have been listening since roughly the beginning and really love the show, but I've noticed lately that you guys are saying, well, no one died but – when writing your stories. A lot of episode-winning stories don't involve death, and I don't think that is a very good benchmark for sick and wrongness. People die every day, and there's nothing sick or wrong about it. Not Amen, only that, sister. I, I took completely But a lot of the her. stories would have been sicker if the person had not died. Take the baby that was stabbed 135 times. 
Imagine it living. It would be horribly disfigured from having been stabbed 135 times. It would spend its life knowing that its mother stabbed it 135 times. I'm imagining Stephen Hawking. (laughs) It would also probably reflect on the fact that if she stabbed it once per second, that is more than two solid minutes of pure stabbing. The occurrence may be sick, but the victim knowing that it happened is sicker. And Wackerly would have a heart attack if through some freak occurrence Mr. Hans had survived to go on to several hundred surgeries only never to shit unassisted again. See, I'm grossed out even by hearing that sentence. If that is not enough, you guys actually said that the retarded incestuous rape seduction baby going down the corpse chute is sicker because it survived. I like to think that his dead sibling helped break its fall. Death is not sick and wrong. Signed, Aubrey. I am in complete agreement. And as an example of our agreement with uh, Aubrey's statement, none of our stories involve death. You know, I wholeheartedly concur with Aubrey, and that was one criticism that I've had in recent shows. You know, I think it's – we're not saying this to detract from our stories. We don't say, well, no one died but to detract from the stories. But I think it's become like a a statement, a matter-of-fact statement. Well, no one died. Right. And I think a lot of people expect – death and murder in all of our stories but it's redundant if you listen to the story you know that no one died and why are we restating it i think we should stop doing it and i totally agree with aubrey well no one died should not be a factor in evaluating the sickness or wrongness of these stories and as she says oftentimes it's sicker if the person doesn't die exactly i totally agree with aubrey and uh, thank you for pointing that out Thank you for getting our shit together. God. <laughs> Finally, uh, we got another email here from uh, Magpie, who is a uh, frequent listener of the show and I think a contributor. He's been around for nearly the beginning. Yeah, no, he's a contributor. So he says he enjoyed the um, Alexis Tyler interview. He said, good job. And he says, tell you what, I'll vote for Podcast Alley for you guys on Podcast Alley throughout the month of June if you guys vote for my band to play Lollapalooza. So. He sent me a link, which we're going to have to post on the uh, website here, that says if um, – I guess if they get a certain number of votes, then they can uh, get a, get on the uh, bill for Lollapalooza, which I, you know, I'm surprised. I didn't even know Lollapalooza was still going on. Seems like a worthy cause. No, definitely, definitely. And uh, you know what? We're actually going to have to end the show with uh, one of Magpie's songs. And if he gets in because of you know votes from our site, I think he's obligated to wear a sick and wrong T-shirt up on stage while he's performing. Yeah. But you know, but have you ever been to a Lollapalooza, Wackerly? Oh, two or three, yeah. You I know, mean, this is back in the day, you know, 92, 93. Yeah, back, I, I went to like the first law. I went to like the first three Lollapaloozas, and I thought it was kind of you know. I'm kind of beyond the point of going to the festival rock shows anymore, mainly because I just don't like seeing shows outdoors. And um, not to mention, I don't like seeing shows during the day. I can't do drugs all day long in the sun like I used to be yeah. able to. That's my reasoning for not going. Well, that, that's what I remember about, about Lollapalooza. It's like you're sitting there doing acid, you're doing ecstasy, you're doing like mushrooms. And, and it's, it's August. Like, yeah, and it's August, and it's like 2 in the afternoon, and you're suffering heat stroke. But you're not, because you're 19, and you just, your body doesn't care. You know, you're just having a good time. But now, you know, I'm fucking old, and I, you know, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, Magpie, we hope you get onto the uh, bill for Lollapalooza. And if you do, you got to wear a sick and wrong shirt. So we're going to put a link... People, go out and uh, vote for Magpie's band, and uh, you can check out the song. We're going to end the show with it. If you haven't already, go give us a vote at Podcast Alley. Until next week, take a sleazy. Good night. It's just too many.